Hello, hello. Hey, everyone. It's great to see you. Uh, great to be back on the podcast again. This is Juan Adame, your host of the podcast, Let's Talk Business. Insurance. I'm so happy to be back. I took a little bit of a hiatus on you guys. I apologize for that. It's been a while since my last episode. But I will tell you, the good news is I've got something great coming for you. I've been working on a book, and I hope you will uh, get excited about it. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be mentioning it when it's finished. It's, it's, it's very close to being finished, so I can't wait for that. And uh, I thought we'd start a new episode today on workers' comp. The last couple episodes, we've been talking about how to sell certain lines of business in the commercial business, uh, commercial insurance sector. And today I want to talk about how to sell more workers' comp policies. Workers' comp is a great place to start, especially when you're new to commercial insurance or you're newer to commercial insurance. Um, Maybe you're just starting the relationship with your customer. Workers' comp is a great place to start. And the reason being is that there's not a whole lot of mechanics that go into the actual um, quoting process. There's really only, you know, a handful, five or six pieces of information that need to be gathered to help you sell a workers' comp policy. And in comparison to some of the other lines of business like um, general liability and uh, commercial auto and, uh, you know, your, your, your BOP and your property policies, there's a lot of info that you need to gather. Whereas with workers' comp, there's not so much. And so we're going to get into that today. The second reason that workers' comp policies are, are a great place to start when you're, when you're new and you're trying to earn the business of a new prospect is that workers' comp, uh, there's not much difference from policy to policy. Now, I'm speaking in very random terms here, so so bear with me because you could be listening in California or you could be listening in Florida. Um, But in general, there's not much difference between policy A and policy B. Because workers' comp is required in most states by law, if you have employees as an employer, then the, the coverages for the policy are pretty much the same. You, you, you pretty much have a million dollar limit and the policies don't have a ton of exclusions and conditions uh, in relation to, let's say, a, a bot policy or a general liability policy that can be manipulated in many different ways. And so workers' comp is a great place to start because it, it's, uh, there's only so much bits of information that you need to gather a quote, and then there's really not much difference from policy to policy. So you don't need to be, uh, quote unquote, an expert. You don't need to have an expertise in workers' comp to know what you're talking about so quickly. Uh, Or or, uh, it doesn't take years and years of experience to really understand some of the intricacies of a workers' comp policy. So those are two really good reasons to start with workers' comp. The third reason is that the premiums are usually pretty good size. If you get a business um, that's not a plain Jane 
you know, 8810 clerical, uh, you know, $50,000 in, in a, a couple of part-time employees in the office. That's a pretty plain Jane risk. Uh, you know, the, the rate, the, the amount of payroll, the, the rate for that class of, of business is not going to be very high. But in most cases, if you get a contractor or if you get a restaurant or you get something that, that is not just so plain Jane and they've got quite a bit of payroll, um, even in some classes, all it takes is 100000 in payroll or higher in total payroll. And you can have a nice 10, 20, 50, $100,000 or more premium policy. It's not that much. So pre- workers' comp premiums, um, you can get a nice size chunky premium. And like I said, not have to know, you know so much expertise in the coverages and know for a fact, you don't have to gather that much information to be competitive. So I guess my real point to starting with workers' comp is that you can really rely on your relationship. That's going to be the key. And I know, those of you that are listening, I know that that's your area of expertise. All of us feel like our area of expertise in sales, one of the strongest areas of expertise is our relationship building skills. Our relationship starter skills is what I like to call them. Because really in insurance, to take someone from another agent, you have to be a great relationship starter, right? So you can rely on that. And that's a great reason why workers' comp is a great place for you to start. So let's get on into it. The two things I want to cover today, well, the big two areas, over, uh, you know, overstanding areas are, number one, what are those bits of information that you need to collect to get a quote? And then number two, we're going to talk about how do you sell it? What are some tips and tricks on how to sell it? That's what we're going to cover. So let's get started. Um, we all know what customers want. Customers want a great experience. Customers want everything, right? So customers want uh, fast quotes, right? They want the quote to be fast. They want uh, the quote to be competitive. They want it to be the, the best quote out there. And they want it to be a smooth transaction, Right from start to finish, they want it to be a nice ride along the beach, right? Enjoying the view, nice pace, fast quote, and competitive premium. Customers want it all, and for us agents, that's what we want too, right? We want, um, you know, we want uh, our markets, we want our carriers to give us fast quotes. We want them to give us competitive premiums up front. And we don't want so much back and forth and, and bumpy ride. That's what we want too. So the challenge number one is understanding what goes into a quote, right? Trying to get all that information up front so that we don't have that back and forth with the underwriter where we're giving info Underwriters going, oh well, I want, I need more, and we're going, oh shoot, I need to call the customer back and get that, and the customer in the meanwhile is going, oh my gosh, am I playing tennis here? I'm going back and forth and back and forth, right? So that can, because that can be very frustrating for our customers. 
So us being the insurance agents and them being the customers, we want the same thing. We want fast quotes, competitive premiums, and we want a nice, uh, smooth transaction, right? And we're going to lean on our relationship, what got us in front of this customer in the first place. We're going to lean on that to really help us sell the workers' comp. So the let's talk about what's needed for the quote. So in Accord 130, I know everybody hates that word, Accords, but in Accord 130, let's talk about the bits of information that go that are on the 130 that go into a workers' comp quote. So I'm going to cover the main things you need to get to get in to get from the customer so that you can go to the underwriter and get a quote. So we're going to go a little bit farther than just surface level. We're going to go a little bit further down the rabbit hole to make sure you have a really good understanding of what your underwriter is looking for from you to get the workers comp quote. So the first thing that you need to get is the FEIN number. Okay. That's the federal employer identification number that the business owner should already have. If they've been, if they've been issued one, um, they should already have that. Okay. That's easy. Um, if they haven't, if they just started their business, it's usually going to be their social security number. Uh, but don't quote me on that. You know, make sure you, you, you talk with your markets, uh, your carrier reps, underwriters, make sure you have a good understanding. But the first piece is the FEIN number. The second piece that I want to talk about is whether or not the owner needs to be included or excluded. And I've got a little tip for you at the end of this one. So most owners are purchasing this workers' comp policy for their employees, right? And a lot of business owners already feel like workers' comp premiums are very high. So most business owners are going to want themselves excluded from their workers' comp policy. Just been my experience. But that's not to say that all of them want to be excluded. So we'll get into that in just a second. So the first, the second piece of information you need to know is if the owner wants to be included uh, or excluded, okay? So if they want to be included, then um, you will need to get the class code for, that, for what the, the owner is actually doing, their business operations, what is the owner doing? So you need to get their class code and you need to get the payroll for them, themselves. So they need to give you an amount that they're using as their owner payroll and the class code of the work that they're actually doing. Because many times the owner might be doing something completely different from what the employees are doing. So you don't want to use the same class code. You want to make sure that you have the exact class code that the owner is working in. You're going to need that. Now, if the owner wants to be excluded, then uh, that's all you need to know. You just need to mark it on the um, Accord 130 if you're submitting a piece of business or mark it as excluded on the website of the carrier that you're, you're quoting with, okay? Um, and an important piece to remember about that is that most uh, insurance carriers will require the owner to sign an owner exclusion form. Okay. So they, they will need to sign 
an exclusion form saying, I understand that I'm being excluded from the workers' comp policy. That's important to the carrier. So make sure you get with your carrier and you get that form and you get that signed and, and sent over to them before before you um, you move forward on, on binding a policy. Okay. So the second piece is whether or not the owners need to be included or excluded. The third piece is the class code. Okay. Now the class code for the is for the employees. Okay, because remember, the workers' comp policy in general, in big broad general terms, is intended to cover the bodily injury, right? The the, the harm of the employees. If they get injured on the job, that's the general premise for the workers' comp policy. And so when you're talking to the owner, you need to find out what the class code is for the employee's work. And there might be several uh, different class codes. The more complex the risk, the more class codes there's going to be. So you're going to need to find out, you know, walk me through everyone in your company and what they do. From the start, which might be a receptionist in your office working on the computer, all the way to the guys back in the back of the, um, uh, you know, back of the warehouse um, throwing stuff in trucks. We just, we need to know every employee from the front to the back, what they're doing and the class codes for what they're doing. Okay. Most of the time, the owners have a pretty good grasp of their company if this is not their first workers' comp policy, they should be able to tell you that pretty pretty easily, right? This person, this group of people, I have five of them doing this. Here's the amount of payroll. We'll get to that in just a second. But class codes is very, very important. If there's any question, maybe it's the owner's first workers' comp policy or they're not quite sure if the previous agent classified things correctly, Maybe they had an audit problem, something like that. Then maybe what you should do is um, get the description of what the employees are doing from the owner, and then you can consult with the WCIRB. Uh, at least in in California, we have the WCIRB. You might have NCCI in in other states, but you need to verify with the workers' comp authority in your state. Um, give them those descriptions that the owner gave you of what the employees are doing, so that they can help you identify the correct class code okay so you will need the class codes that's the third thing for for each employee or group of employees and if you don't know if it's uncertain go to the the authority on workers comp in your state okay now those class codes can also um, be found on the copy of the policy so you could also ask the owner to pull out their current policy and, and give you those, uh, those class codes and those payroll amounts. And then make sure that you verify um, and go over that again with the owner that that is actually the correct amount. Because sometimes, as we all know, sometimes their current policy doesn't match the next term that you're trying to help them with. Uh, maybe it's changed. things have changed, whether it be because of COVID or whether it be because of market changes. Maybe they don't have as many employees this year. Or maybe their employees have shifted to doing something else. And you need to know that. Okay? So that's the class codes. Now, the fourth thing is the employee count. So you need to know how many employees there are. 
And again, um, that's going to be something between you and the owner. You need to have that conversation. Not only what are the class codes, but how many employees do you have in total? And I need a breakdown of how many of those employees are doing work in each one of these class codes. Okay, so you need to get not only the full time, but you need to get the part time number of employees. That's the employee count. Okay, so that's the fourth thing is the employee count, number of full time and part time employees, and what class codes those employees are assigned to or should be assigned to. The fifth thing is the employee payroll amounts. Okay, so this gets into how much is the owner paying this group of employees? Very, very important. So basically you need to be broken down by class codes, the class codes that, you, that, that the owner's already given you. You need to break down how much payroll is, are, is in that total amount of class code and then the next class code and the next class code. So for example, maybe you're quoting a restaurant um, he tells you the class code 9079. The owner tells you the number of employees. He's got 15 employees, um, you know, maybe 10 full time, five part time. Then you're going to need to know, okay, out of these class code, out of that class code, give me the amount that you're paying the full time employees and give me the amount you're paying the part time employees. How much are you paying? So go back to last year, maybe pull out the tax returns or pull out your spreadsheet that you've been keeping this on, pull out your last policy, and let's look at how much you are paying in payroll per class code. That's what the employee payroll amounts. It's broken down by class codes. How much is the owner paying? So maybe the, the restaurant makes a million dollars in sales, and you need to know out of that million dollars, how much is it is paid to employees broken down by those class codes? Okay? Everyone with me? So that's the fifth amount. The fifth thing that you need for a quote is you need the employee payroll amounts. The sixth thing that you will need is the X mod. Okay? Now the X mod is determined by the WCIRB, which is the Workers' Comp Insurance Rating Bureau. And they look at real versus anticipated losses. They look at the class code, the, the data from that class code in general. They look at your insured's uh, loss history, how long they've been in business. And they determine a X. They give the, your, uh, your client, your customer, an X mod. Okay? And you need to know what that is. The X mod is basically an evaluator of how your business that you're quoting compares to other restaurants in that particular field. Um, so it's broken down by their loss history. So the XMOD basically tells you if your customer is, a, um, is doing well in terms of claims for those types of restaurants, or if they're having maybe a little higher than normal amounts of claims or severity of claims than the average restaurant. So that X mod, again, is issued by the WCIRB. Um, you may need to contact the WCIRB um, to get that X mod worksheet. You can look at their current policy to get the X mod worksheet, or you can contact 
or have the insured contact their current carrier to get the XMOD um, a worksheet. But you will need the XMOD, um, which is given to every business that has workers' comp and employees. Uh, it's given to them once they hit a certain amount of payroll. Um, uh, once they hit a certain amount of payroll, then it's given to them. So not every business will have an XMOD. Um, but that's what you need to know. So those are the six things, the, the critical things that you will need to get a workers' comp quote. Let's review them really quickly. The FEIN number, whether or not the owner is going to be included or excluded. The class codes for employees. The employee count, number of full-time, part-time employees. The employee payroll amounts. And the X mod. Okay? So those are the bits of information that you will need to get a quote. Just to get you started. So as I said, there's only six pieces of information that you really need to get started. Okay? So now what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit further down the rabbit hole. We're going to talk about some of the things that... that that's, those six pieces of information is going to be necessary for the workers' comp underwriter... But they're also going to want to know a little bit more, a little bit further down the rabbit hole. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Okay, so let's get into a little further down the rabbit hole in terms of underwriter expectations and eligibility of um, the workers' comp programs. Your different carriers, your different workers' comp programs are going to have underwriters that are going to require a little bit more information than just those six pieces of data that you're already getting from your insured, okay, or your customer. So the reason this is important is because if you just give your underwriter those six pieces of information that we spoke about earlier, that enables them to, in general, give you an idea of what your workers' comp quote should be. But most underwriters don't want to work for free. Okay, and what I mean by that, what underwriters are looking to do is they're actually looking, just like you, they're looking to bind the business, not just quote, right? So the insured, the, the, your, your potential customer is looking for a quote. You're looking for a quote, but your underwriter has hundreds of submissions that they're getting in every day from different agents. And they've got to prioritize those submissions into which ones are more likely to bind and which ones are just looking for a quote. And they're not necessarily um, in the bind status or, or, or looking towards binding just yet. And so that's what's important to understand why this next bit of information is going to be important. Okay, I have a lot of agents that come to me uh, throughout my career. They've come to me and they've asked me, Juan, why do underwriters need so much information? Why can't I just give them those six pieces of data and they give me their best quote possible? And again, the reasoning is because they don't want to work for free. Sometimes when you're a new commercial insurance agent and you're looking to build your book of business, you haven't yet developed a relationship with your underwriters yet. And so they, when they get a submission from you and they realize that you're new to them, they're going to be, you know, a little bit more cautious at looking at your submission and making sure that it has everything it needs to bind rather than 
when the underwriter gets a submission from, let's say, a very experienced uh, agent that's been working with them for years and years and years. They know each other by first name and they've written a lot of business with that agent. So there's a big difference there between a new agent submitting them a piece of business and one that they're already familiar with and have already written a large book of business with. So you've got to get yourself in to that underwriter relationship like those other experienced agents have done already. You're kind of new to the game, if you will. So let me help you get the information they're going to look for. So the first piece that I think is, is important to, to discuss right away is their, the, the customer's prior insurance carrier information. That's on the Accord 140 where it says prior carrier history and it'll say like, you know, what carrier uh, were they with, the name of the carrier, then they want to know when were they with them, what period or, or, or term of the policy were they with them, how much were they paying, what was the policy number, um, all that good stuff, right? So it's important to ask that right up front with your customers as you're going through the data gathering process. And the reason this is so important, this particular part, prior insurance information, is because workers' comp carriers don't like when the, carrier does, when, when the customer does not have insurance. Let me say that again. Workers' comp carriers do not like when your customer does not currently have workers' comp insurance. Now, a little different when they're a new venture, right? When they, if your customer is just opening up shop tomorrow and they want to quote for their business starting tomorrow, that's different. There's no penalty necessarily there, okay? But if your business has been in business for a while, if, if the customer you're quoting or working with has been in business for two, five, 10 years, and currently does not have workers' comp insurance, I need you to think about how that uh, underwriter is going to look at that submission, okay? The underwriter is looking at it from the terms of, number one, workers' comp is, is one of the few lines of business that's required by state law, right, in most, in most states. So in many states, like California, if you have employees, you're supposed to have workers' comp insurance. So. If your business has been in business 5, 10, 15 years, they have employees, but for whatever reason, they don't have insurance right now, workers' comp insurance right now, the underwriter wants to know why. If there's no insurance, why not? Okay, so you need to get into the habit of when you're quoting a potential risk, you need to ask your customers up front. So how long you been in business? Have you ever had workers' comp insurance? Do you have it now, right? And if, there's, if the answer is no, then you, you kind of have to put your big boy pants or your big girl pants on and ask them why not, okay? And I know that's a, a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation to have with your customer, um, especially when you're just meeting them and, and you're just getting to know them. But that's why, like I said earlier, we have to really rely upon that relationship building skills that you have and, and how much you've developed a relationship with that insured to ask those tough questions. So if they don't have insurance, why not? Okay, it's a fair question. If your customer gets all upset that you're asking that question, you might wanna put a big question mark on that lead because why are they getting so upset at a pretty rational question, right? State law, 
You have employees. You're supposed to have workers' comp. Mr. Mrs. Customer, you have a business. You have employees. You don't have workers' comp. Why not? Okay? And you're going to get a variety of answers, right? Maybe they've had it before and they've let it lapse. That's a very common one where, yeah, you know, I had workers' comp uh, over the last couple of years, but um, for whatever reason, recently business slowed down or I've been going through some, some issues with my business, so I don't have it now and it's been lapsed. Then obviously the next progression of questions needs to be how long has your policy lapsed? What carrier did you have previously before, you, before it lapsed? You know, when, when, what carrier was that that you had? And how long were you insured with them? And then take it even a step further and ask them, we're, we're going to get to this in just a minute, but can you get loss runs for that time period that you did have insurance? This is why that's important. The underwriter is going to ask you why they don't currently have insurance when they get your submission anyway. They're going to ask you that. So rather than like, like we talked about earlier, the customer wants a good, nice flow. They don't want a bumpy road. They don't want uh, a choppy experience, right? So that's where you kind of need to let your customer know, hey, when I submit this to my underwriters to get the best possible program I can for you, the underwriter is going to ask me why you don't currently have insurance. And they're going to take it a step further and they're going to ask me, who did you have it with before? Why did it lapse? How long has it lapsed? Um, what carrier uh, was it that you had before? And, and can you get me the loss runs for that period of time that you did have insurance? The reason that's important is because it at least... If you can get to an underwriter, if you can give them that picture of the insured has had insurance before, here's the carrier they were with, here's the term that that policy was in force, and here's the loss runs that they had during that time period, you, get, you put the underwriter's mind at ease a little bit as to why the policy lapsed. Okay, And you're going to get a variety of, of answers on, on why it lapsed and why they don't have it now. Maybe they were unhappy with their, their uh, agent. Uh, maybe the agent wasn't responding to them. Maybe um, the carrier uh, wasn't, wasn't uh, to their satisfaction or their, or their liking. Whatever the case may be, you still have to ask those questions. You can't let the customer just say, well, you know, don't worry about that. I, I, I just didn't like my agent, so I don't want to talk about that. You can't do that because the underwriter is going to ask you for that information. So remember that. Find out why they don't have insurance, find out who they had before, if they did have it, how long they had it, and then when it lapsed, how long has it been lapsed, and try to get the loss runs for that period of time so that you can put the underwriter's mind at ease and help you get the best possible work comp quote. Now, let's take the opposite of that. If you are not able to get that information from your customer and you just go to your underwriter and you say, hey, Please insure my customer. Here's the six pieces of data that you need. They don't have insurance right now because they don't like their agent. And that's all they would give you. They didn't like their agent before, so they just let it lapse. And that's all that they would give me. What kind of premium do you think you're going to get from your underwriter? Do you think you're going to get the best possible premium? Or do you think you're going to get the base rate, right? And, and maybe even a debit because of the lapse right? 
So that's why that's important. If you really truly want to get the best for your customer, you gotta, you gotta have the gusto to put your big boy pants or big girl pants on and ask those tough questions. And I know it's uncomfortable, but you gotta do it. If you want the best for your customer, you gotta do it. Trust me, um, thinking, if you're thinking that if I just play the nice guy or nice gal role and don't ask those tough questions, that'll make the, un, the, the customer at, more at ease with me and probably buy a policy for me. It's not gonna happen because you're not gonna get the best rate from your underwriter and you're gonna lose that account most of the time. So just think about that, okay? The next piece I wanted to talk to you about, loss runs, okay, we mentioned this earlier. Loss runs are very important when trying to get a quote from your underwriter. For the same reason why getting the prior carrier insurance information is important. The loss runs will help your underwriter do a couple of different things. Number one, it'll help you build trust with that underwriter that you do have some control of the account in being able to go and get those loss runs. Because getting the loss runs is, is sometimes not very easy. Sometimes you have to ask the customer to go to their current agent, ask the agent to get the loss runs for you. As soon as you do that, as soon as the customer calls their agent, asks for loss runs, right away, because the, the, the current agent that you're competing against knows right away that you're trying to, that the customer is trying to leave and they know that another agent's probably trying to get in the kitchen a little bit, right? So right away, you're gonna, you're gonna put that, that agent on the offensive and they're gonna call your customer and try to save them, right? So that can be difficult to get the loss runs. You can also have your insurer try to contact their current carrier and get the loss runs, right? But that may take some time, right? So um, that's why it's so important to get that you at least attempt to get those under those loss runs because then you can go to your underwriter and say, I've already had the tough conversation with my insured. They're gonna go and try to get those loss runs for their, from their current policy um, and they've already ordered them from the, the carrier. We're just waiting for on the carrier, right? That's a good sign to the underwriter versus again, let, let's look at the, the, the other side of the coin. If you go to your underwriter and you say, Hey, look, I got those six pieces of information. I got a little bit more of information, but the insurance just not comfortable giving me the loss runs and he's not comfortable going to his current agent asking for the loss runs. He doesn't want to call the carrier, ask for the loss runs. That's all I can get you. No loss runs. What do you think the underwriters again? What do you think the underwriter is going to do? Well, they could not quote your piece of business because they don't have the loss runs. They could say, sorry, but we can't help without the loss runs. Or again, they could give you a quote subject to loss runs. But do you think that quote's going to be the best quote they can give you? Probably not. Right? So just think about that. Make an effort to, to have those tough conversations, not just about their prior insurance carrier information, but also getting the loss runs along with the quote request. If you can send those loss runs along with the quote request, you have a much better chance of getting the best options from your underwriters and winning the business, okay? Or if at least you can tell them that you're waiting on that information. Now, let's talk about the claims on the loss runs. If there are, if you are able to get the loss runs from your customer, to send to your underwriters and there are claims 
on the loss runs, which many times there will be in workers' comp, then you need to also get the story from your customer as to what happened with those claims. Okay, That's very, very important to the underwriters because a lot of times if you just send underwriters loss runs and say, hey, here you go, the underwriters are going to come right back and go, okay, tell me about this injury. Tell me about this scenario. Tell me about this claim. What happened? Who was involved? How much was paid out? Is it still open? What are the reserves? They're going to ask a lot of questions. They're also going to ask things like, um, if the claim is closed, the underwriters might ask, well, what are the preventative measures that the insured is taking to ensure that this doesn't happen again? They're going to ask a lot of those questions. And so when they do, if you don't have those answers, guess what you get to do? You get to call your insured back and ask them a bunch of questions that you could have asked the first time, but you didn't want to have the tough conversation, right? So that's the situation we don't want to put ourselves in, is we want to see the claims on the loss runs, get our insured on the phone and say, hey, I know you probably don't want to answer these questions because it was probably a tough situation, but I need to ask you a few questions about the claims that are on these loss runs because the underwriters are going to ask some questions and I need to get the best possible program I can from you from them. And in order to do that, got to get these answers, right? So that's how you always keep coming back to that is helping the insured understand the insurance process and the process you're going to have to go through to get what they need from you. You got to show them that. And the way you do it is by telling them exactly what's going to happen. Um, I want you to picture two scenarios. One scenario, you're calling the insured, gathering information, but not all of it, and you keep having to go to the underwriters. They come back with more information requests. You have to keep calling your customer back, asking for more information. That's scenario one. That's not a winning scenario. Scenario two is you're asking the questions. As soon as you know you need more information, you're asking it right then and there before you send anything to the underwriters. So that way, when you do send it to the underwriters, they've got everything that they need. Your customer doesn't have to get four or five follow-up calls from you. That's the winning scenario, right? So lastly, another little piece that I wanted to go a little further down the rabbit hole with you on is target premium. We talked about getting the prior insurance carrier information. We talked about getting the loss runs. You also need to try to get a target premium from your customer. That's very important. And there's a couple of different scenarios that will, that will get you here. But the bottom line is this. Once you've gathered as much information as possible to send to your underwriters, one of the last pieces of information that you need to get is some kind of commitment from them. Because again, like I said before, the underwriters are not in the business of practice quoting. They don't want to practice quote. They want to write business. So if you're able to come to the underwriter with a scenario where you're like, here's the six pieces of info. Here's their prior insurance uh, information. Here's the loss runs. Here's the information on the claims on those loss runs. And lastly, 
the insured is currently paying $28,000 with X and X carrier per year. And they've told me, they've given me a commitment that if I can get that down to 26, somewhere in that neighborhood, they've given me a commitment that they'll probably move forward. That they're very inclined to move forward. If you can get them a target premium that's realistic, that commitment that you're getting from the customer is very powerful to the underwriter. Now they see this as, you know what? I've got hundreds of submissions on my desk today, but this one I'm getting to this morning. This one that Juan sent me, I'm getting to this morning because um, he's got all the ducks in a row, he's got all the information I need, and he's got me a target premium. I'm working on this one this morning. That's the scenario you want, and this is how you get it, folks. As I said before, you're gonna have to ask those tough questions. Why don't you have current insurance? Why did it lapse? How long ago did it lapse? Can you go get me those loss runs? Hey, I need you to, to, to answer some questions about the claims that are on these loss runs. Hey, I need to get a commitment from you. I'm going to ask you for a commitment, Mr. and Mrs. Insured. If I go to my underwriters, I've got a handful of carriers that I think will really compete in this particular uh, field and for your type of business. And I'm going to go to each one of them that I have and I'm going to, I'm going to negotiate and I'm going to try my best to get the best pro program from them. But in order to do that, one of the things that will really help me is if you'll give me a target premium to hit. If you'll give me, you know, if you're paying $15,000 a year now, what's it going to take for me to move you and get a commitment from you to move your business to me? Is $14,000 going to do it? Thirteen five. Twelve nine. What am I going to have to do? What target premium can I get from you that we're moving forward? So that if I can tell the underwriter that, trust me, I'm going to get the most credits, the most discounts. I'm going to get as much as I can because you've given me all this information that I really need. Last piece is just a target premium, some kind of commitment. If you'll do that on each and every one of your submissions, you are not only going to keep that road very smooth that quoting uh relationship the, the the course of our of doing business with me is going to be very smooth very easy fast and competitive like we said the customers want but if you don't get this information the more you can't get the bumpier the road gets right and the harder it is to make that sale okay so now let's move on to the next piece. The next piece we're going to talk about is how do I sell it? How do I sell my workers' comp policies? Give me some tips and tricks on how I can sell more workers' comp. So let's get into that. All right, so let's dive on into the most exciting part of this uh, podcast episode today, which is how do you sell it, right? This is my area of expertise. This is my comfort zone, right? Is how do you sell and how do you close these deals? So now that we've gathered the information that we need to send to our underwriters so that they can help us get the best possible quotes, right? The quickest quotes we can and the most competitive quotes we can. Now let's talk a little bit about how do I sell the sizzle? Okay. So how do you sell more workers comp? Well, the first thing I would think about is 
Um, I, I want you guys to think about this for just a minute. People are most, I'm sure you've heard this in many sales books and articles before, but most people are motivated by one of two things. It's usually a fear of a loss is what motivates them or a desire for a gain, right? It's either fear of loss or desire for gain, right? And insurance is no different, okay? So think about that as you're selling these workers' comp policies. One of the things I want you to think about is workers' comp, as we talked about before, in most states is required by law if your business owner has employees. So you could look at that from the fear of loss and the desire for gain perspective. Number one, fear of loss. You could get sued if you don't have workers' comp insurance. And that's a very, very uncomfortable conversation to have with your customer. But again, I'm sure you guys have seen it by now if you're listening to my podcast. I'm all about no fear. You have to have no fear. Just like anyone else in our lives that we've ever valued their opinion, valued their advice. We don't just value their advice because they tell us the, the, the uh, cookies and rainbows and, and everything is, is rosy, right? We trust them. We trust their advice because sometimes they tell us what we really need to hear too, right? So think about that. If you're insured, has employees, and they're operating right now without workers' comp insurance, one of the conversations that you need to have that will help you sell is to open that conversation up about you can get sued. It's required by law. The reason workers' comp is required by law is because workers' comp is the sole remedy for an injured employee suing their employer, right? So if you don't have that workers' comp policy, you are at risk of your employees getting injured and you getting sued. And if you lose your business, Mr. or Mrs. Insured, because you get sued by your own employee, what are you gonna do? Where's your income gonna come from? How's that gonna affect you and your family and your future, right? So that's the fear of loss part of it that you can just open up that conversation about. Now, on the flip side, one of the great ways to sell workers' comp insurance is to also look at the desire for gain for your insured. So one of the conversations that you can start is Mr. or Mrs. Insured, getting this workers' comp policy is not just going to help you to not get sued, but you're now going to be able to win more jobs. As a business owner, you're going to get more customers because you have workers' comp insurance. If you're a contractor, for instance, and you have employees, and then some big GC, you know, or developer or builder offers you a job. It could even be a bank or a, or a restaurant. And they offer you a job to come into their establishment or come onto their work site and do a job. And you don't have workers' comp insurance. What do you think that GC or that bank or that restaurant is going to ask of you? They're going to ask you for proof of workers' comp insurance. And when you don't have it, you could lose those jobs. Now you could go and call around and try to get quotes when you, when you get offered those jobs, but do you think they're gonna give that job to someone that's gonna go out now and look for insurance? Or do you think they're gonna give it to somebody that already has it in place? So by buying this policy today, you can now win more jobs. You can now get more work. 
right? So getting them excited about saving money is also another desire for gain, you know, for gain. So like we talked about before, workers comp is a, um, it's a, it's a line of business that you don't have to be a super experienced agent to understand and to sell. So it's great for new agents. So lean on your relationship with your customer. Lean on that relationship, not so much the expertise, but just lean on that relationship. Let me give you an example. Whenever I would be in front of a prospective customer, at some point in that conversation, in my sales process, I would give them what I call an elevator speech. I'm sure you guys have all heard what an elevator speech is, right? If you, if you don't know what it is, listen to some of my previous podcast episodes. We, I talk all about them. It's basically your little 60 second infomercial about why they should choose you as their insurance agent, right? Make it simple. If you don't have one, make it very simple. Fill in the blanks. My name is Juan. I have blank. I have been in the business this many years. I have done this, done that. I specialize in blank. I specialize in insuring small businesses just like yours, blah, blah, blah. What's different about me than most agents is blank. Talk about your values. Talk about what you stand for. Talk about how you treat your customers. That's simply an elevator speech. So when I say lean on your relationship, you should be giving them your elevator speech as much as possible. What you're about and why it's important, why it should be important to them. You should at some point be mentioning that in your sales process. Okay. Another great way to sell workers comp is to explain to them something. Explain how workers comp works. Good and bad, right? Be honest, be truthful, be transparent, but explain to them a little bit about how it works. Let me give you an example. If you know a little bit about X mods, or if you know a little bit about class codes, uh, the, the particular class code that you're, that you're working with their customer on, maybe they're a roofer or they're a um, restaurant owner, whatever, right? If you have a little bit of knowledge to share, teach them something. It doesn't matter what it is, but teach them something that they don't know. Maybe you teach them, hey, you know what? Um, here's how rates work. Your line of business is this class code. The average rate for this class code is somewhere in this range. And so that's the range that most premiums are going to be in. But since you've given me this and this and this and this and this to take to the underwriter, I think I can get the bottom end of that rate and beat most of my competitors out there. It doesn't matter what it is. You can explain the tough things, like maybe they have a high X mod and you explain to them how that affects their premium, but then flip it and explain the desire for gain, explain the positive part. Help them understand. One of the things I used to say when I would sell workers comp is, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, do you want me to let you in on the secret on how you keep a low, get the best insurance rates possible? Want me to let you in on that secret? I'll let you in on it. Keep paying your bill 
and having as few claims as possible. Most people don't understand that every time you lapse, every time you don't pay your bill, for whatever reason, every time you do that and you have to start over, the credits and the discounts that I could have got you are out of the, mostly are out of the window now. Most of them I can't even approach the underwriter about anymore. Because they, again, going back to it's required by law, they don't like people having a lapse in coverage on workers' comp. That's just how underwriters are because, again, it's required by law. So my advice to you, if you want to save money, pay your bill. Look, if you lay off employee, if, if COVID hit you hard and you had to lay off employees or whatever, lay them off, and, but call your agent and let them know that your payroll has decreased and let the work comp carrier adjust your new premium and pay that lower premium instead of doing what a lot of business owners did, which was, I'm just not going to pay it anymore, right? Go down to zero employees. You can do that after you've had a policy with many carriers. You can go down to zero or one part-time person. Just let your agent know and let your agent work that out for you. But as long as you keep paying your bill, then you have leverage the next year to get discounts, to get credits. And the, lo the longer you have it, the lower the premium goes. That's how it should work. And that's how it will work. So that's the secret. I used to tell people that. I used to also tell them about claims. I would say, listen, you want to keep your premiums low? Try not to have claims. Do everything you can to control the losses, right? Hire experienced people. Do a lot of training, right? There's lots of ways you can do it. Even some of the insurance carriers that I'm going to approach, I'm going to approach some that have good loss control services for you so that you can try to maintain and keep order of your claims and lower the amount of total claims that you have. Just explaining these things to people helps you build trust, helps you build authority like you're an expert or, or at least that you have a, a good solid um, comprehension. And also it shows them that you care. You care about helping them not just now, but in the future. I used to also explain the audit process to them. Listen, one of the things you and I have to do, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, is we have to make sure that we communicate throughout the year. If you're, if you're already seeing that you're going higher than the anticipated payroll we gave the underwriter in the beginning, call me, tell me that. I can then go to the underwriters, tell them that the payroll has started to increase, we can adjust your premium. All it's gonna do is, is, is adjust maybe your monthly payment if you went month to month or whatever. No problem. But if you don't communicate to me, and then at the end of the year, all of a sudden you have all these changes that I didn't know about because you didn't call me about, or that I kept calling you and you weren't responding to my calls. If that happens, the work comp carrier is going to do a, an audit at the end of the year, and we're going to have problems. It's going to take time away from you being out there in the field working, and it's going to take my time. And trust me, you're not going to like it because there's going to be some kind of payment problem. I've seen it a million times. So please make sure that we communicate throughout the year so that that way when the audit process happens at the end of the year, we have a smooth transition to a renewal next year and hopefully you're paying less and less and less. And I would explain these things to my customers up front 
while I'm trying to sell the policy. That way, again, it builds authority, it builds trust, and it shows them that you care, right? So lastly, one of the last tips I'll give you about selling workers' comp insurance is that many carriers will give package discounts, right? And the hard part with this is that many businesses um, fall in between where one carrier will take the workers' comp but not their GL and another carrier will take their GL but not their workers' comp. And so, you know, it becomes hard to package these deals. But one of the things you can do is talk to your insureds about, hey, if you and I can come to an agreement and I earn your business for your workers' comp, one of the things I'm going to try to do is approach a lot of my other carriers that write general liability and commercial auto and um, the property, right? Um, the bond. I have carriers that write all kinds of different stuff that you probably already, insurances that you may already have. And one of the things I'm gonna to try to do, if we earn, if I earn your business on this workers' comp opportunity, I'm gonna to try to get you package discounts so that I can get you a discount on the GL. So your GL premium can go down and maybe your commercial auto premium can go down and maybe your commercial property um, premium can go down. And I would ask them, do you have these policies? Is there anyone where you feel like you might be paying too much? Well, if I can earn your business on the workers' comp, I'm gonna try my best to go and win the business over there by giving you package discounts. And that helps a lot too to show them that you're not just trying to win the work comp. You're trying to package, you're trying to help them save money, and you're trying to help them, uh, you're trying to build a relationship for the future. Woo, okay. So that was a lot of information. I, I know, I understand. I gave you a lot to think about there. Uh, I hope you were taking notes. And if you have any questions, again, feel free to message me um, on any of the, the, the uh, podcast platforms that you're listening to. There's a way to get in touch with me. Let me know if you have any questions, any concerns, any help that you need from me. I'd be happy to help you. But I hope you guys all, insure, you guys all enjoyed today's uh, insurance podcast on how to sell more workers' comp policies. I hope you're excited. I hope you get out there and write a big workers' comp premium this week. Until next time, I promise you, I'll be, I'll be doing more of these episodes in the future. So until next time, we'll talk to you soon. This is Juan Adame from the podcast, Let's Talk Business Insurance. Signing off. Talk to you soon. Have a great sales week.